I'm Mike Zapsik of I Sell Comics and Comic Book Men on AMC TV, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 298. Oh my goodness, kids, we are ever so closer inching to the big 300. So excited. I'm your host. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark. Some call me the Jedi Ross, and welcome. Welcome to the L5J Studios. This week on the show, we have one of our final conversations recorded from the GTA Comic Con a few months ago. I hope you have enjoyed the gluttony of conversation that I have brought you from that amazing event. Thank you again, Steve Buckley, for letting an elegant weapon be a part of it. We were there with our POI brethren, uh, Droids Canada. It was very, very, very cool. Uh, Before we jump into this conversation that I'm bringing you tonight, though, we have to remind you of the great Philadelphia Comic-Con, April 27th to the 29th, happening at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Points of Interest Podcast Network, of which An Elegant Weapon is very proud to be a member of, is returning uh, to moderate panels and have good times. El Jaquez and I will be there, amongst others. The show is shaping up to be something phenomenal, kids. Uh, Theo Rossi and Ryan Hurst of Sons of Anarchy, Juice and Opie, they will be there. Uh, David Bradley, that's huge. Uh, Harry Potter, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, uh, that's amazing. Bob Camp, uh, J.K. Woodward, Jay Fosgett, Chris Campagna, uh, Sean Langley, um, Cena Grace, uh, killing it on Iceman, uh, and his own book, Self-Obsessed and such. If you don't know Cena Grace, you should, and you should come on out and meet him and everybody else I just mentioned at the great Philadelphia Comic-Con. You can go to www.philadelphiacomiccon.com, get your tickets, because they're on sale now. Do it! This is a fantastic show every year. We're so proud to be a part of it. The great Philadelphia Comic-Con. Also happening February 18th in Windsor at the St. Clair College for the Arts. I will be there at Action 2018, which is a show presented by the Comic Book Syndicate. I'll be there as Master of Ceremonies, hosting some panels with our very good friends Jay Fosgett and Casey Pierce. So you need to be there. Uh, also, congratulations, Casey. Casey is the writer of Nora. If you don't know Casey, she's a phenomenal individual. Uh, her existence brightens the world, and she will be a guest this year at Toronto Comic Con in March. So all these cool events are happening. Uh, get on board, kids, uh, especially the great Philadelphia Comic Con. Get your tickets now. Uh, behind me, what you hear is Ain't No Sunshine, the dub mix by the greatest band in the world, the hardest working band in the world. Ska band, Jamaican rock and roll, Motown, jazz. Ladies and gentlemen, the Slackers out of New York City. And they are coming to Toronto April 6th and 7th, or it might be 7th and 8th, forgive me, but it's that weekend of the 6th, 7th, 8th, because uh, it's the same weekend as C2E2. But if you're not going to Chicago, like we unfortunately are not this year, you need to get out to the Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto and check out the Slackers. If you like what you're hearing right now, it only gets better. So please come on out. I will be there both nights living it up. 
uh, dancing my ass off and shaking my booty. So come on out to see the Slackers. Come to the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Come to Action. Come to Toronto Comic Con. Come party with us. Tonight, a conversation with co-creator and writer of Penny Steel. He's also a member of the Canadian Comic Book Alliance, which spreads the love and joy and history uh, of what is uh, Canadian comic books. So you need to check that out. Uh, you're going to hear all about it right now uh, with my fantastically fun conversation with Mr. Daryl Joseph. Enjoy. Daryl. Daryl. Daryl Joseph. Daryl Joseph. For uh, publishing purposes. Yeah, it's called For that. publishing purposes. <laughs> right on, dude. Tell the people why you're sitting here talking to me. Well, I'm an admirer of Val. Uh, no, the, <laughs> and, and it, uh, I'm an admirer, but I'd be damned if I could say it. An elegant weapon. I appreciate that, man. We're both uh, kind of in the same game, though, as far as we both like to promote Canadian comics, independent oh, comics. Goodness, yes. And it's kind of our thing. I Out do it passion, through the yeah. show. You do it through a bit of a different uh, area. Well, yeah, I, I guess I was doing it just sort of lone wolf style for a while there, and then I caught the attention of the Canadian Comic Book Alliance, right? And uh, which just recently formed, uh, let's say exactly a year ago, actually. I think it was November last year. Okay. And uh, since that time, uh, comic creators like uh, the creators of Aurora Man and Orca of the Great White North, Big Nick. Sure. These, these, were two, these were the big three that I really got interested in when I first... Uh, discover them last year. Right on. And uh, I just once this group formed, I was like, oh, so there's more. And right. So I just right. Sort of. Put so someone out. else had formed the group first, and then you jumped on. That's Jeff Burton. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Aurora Man himself, I suppose you'd call oh, him. Oh, I he see. He is okay. the uh, the inspiration and writer of Aurora Man, and uh, he's out in Saskatchewan, um, Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Right on. And pretty much the center of a pretty pretty intense comic. Scene out there, oh yeah, Saskatchewan's yeah. got well, something Sask happening. Expo has, right on. Has their, has, that's their yeah? big show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so through the power of the internet, sure. we can all just uh, sit and chat and, and, and get to know each other and appreciate each other's works, and that's how the CCBA came about. Right. Just basically everybody's clapping each other on the back, and <laughs> well, that's what we <laughs> let's need. Let's do more, right? You know? I mean, it's a very Canadian thing to need to pat each other on the back because much, yeah. we've got that little brother syndrome, right? Well, yeah. Despite or, or the fact that... The kid brother locked in the attic syndrome? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Red-headed stepchild? I got one of them. Uh, it's, it, it, see, it's, it's weird because in Canada, Ontario specifically, we have such a high percentage of the top talent in the industry period oh yeah how many people are working for the big two that live in ontario right now if it's you crazy asked me even 10 years ago uh canadian artists that were like working professionally in right. like, the big two or the big even the big three with image I right suppose, right the only one i could probably honestly answer would be well there are some I mean, comes to mind uh, john byrne comes to mind for like the late 70s early 80s sure Todd McFarlane for the late 80s all the way up until Jesus, Spawn is still going I guess yeah 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 fully so <laughs> oh we're getting saboed yeah 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 so but I there's there's so much more and I had discovered Jason Liu right through uh, uh, the Human Lizard through a couple of local cons okay uh, the Geekery Con that's, that's put on by We Got the Geek yeah um, met him through uh, through Jason Stewart actually yeah and uh was immediately hooked and became a super fan. I started a blog, Sticky Footprints, which basically follows around. Um, it basically showcases the, the locations 
featured in each oh that's awesome episode so if you right see on. like whatever Scotia Plaza yeah building yeah in the Young and Dundas whatever yeah Young and Dundas well, it's more than just CN Tower There's, and, and little things too like sure. a storefront that is just completely nondescript and you wouldn't know it from any other place but if you know Toronto well enough you begin to because he's such an amazing the, the, the amount of detail that Jason Liu puts into his work is just incredible so living in Toronto years ago I got very familiar with downtown. I used to live at King and Spadina. Okay. And then when Pitiful Human Lizard started coming out and I discovered it and I was going through it, I was like, I know where that is. I know where that is. Hey, I know where that is. That's awesome. And then there were times when I was like, I have no idea where that is, but it must exist because I know where like 20% of this stuff is. So That's I, a super fan move, man. So That's I, an absolutely yeah. super fan so move. I, it, yeah. was, it was kind of a just... I used to do the same thing when I would go to New York City. I would go to 177 Bleecker Street and take pictures of Doctor Strange's abode. Right. And uh, that's actually kind of what got the, the ball rolling for me because I um, got an email one time from a, um, a journalist. She asked if she could use one of my photos for uh, for an article that she was writing. Right. And I said, go nuts. I, I didn't even think twice about it. I'm just like, yeah, sure. You know, it was up on my blog. She noticed it. Everybody was happy. So I uh, said, yeah, go for it. And then the next day, I got, a, I got an email back from Roy Thomas, a legendary comic writer, editor, right. publisher of Alter Ego, uh, the comics fanzine. And he said, thank you very much for allowing for the permission of your, the use of your photo in, in an article that's going to be published in Alter Ego. And I was like, holy crap, Alter wow. Ego, that's, like, yeah, that's sure. a big deal when you're a comic book fan. That's, totally. That's like the... Uh, the industry standard when it comes to, uh, to yeah, fancy absolutely like that. yeah that's, that's without that where would all of us be right and i also see roy thomas as being like the ultimate fanboy that got into it okay earliest back in the 60s you know he loved comics he was like a school teacher and then he just right you know stan took him under his wing and and he really was sort of stan's right hand man throughout the 60s and the 70s there and he became the editor-in-chief and he wrote conan the barbarian and Invaders, and he was the editor on Captain America, and all these books that I just loved. So he's really this. He was surprised that I knew who he was, and right. I was just like, I'm surprised that you're contacting. I'm surprised you're surprised <laughs> I know who you are. I'm surprised you even know I exist. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was really cool, and that's, that's rad, what got man. me on the, the the photography thing and taking pictures of things that I see in the backgrounds of these comic books, real life locations that are. What a cool idea, man. Uh, it's kind of stalled for a little bit because I've been working on my own things, comics and stuff. But, sure, that's uh, the great. The blog is up. I do plan on putting some more stuff out there. Jason was like super supportive of it. Uh, he oh, put I'm me, sure he loved that. Oh yeah, he put me in an episode of uh, an issue of uh, Pitiful Human Lizard, uh, number thirteen. <coughs> so not too long ago. Lucky number thirteen. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. not was, too long ago at all. He's only that up, was my. Uh, he's only up to like. I think fifteen, 15 just came or out. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, been delayed yeah, all yeah, summer yeah, again. Yeah. Oh. Love, I love Chapter House. I really do. But, oh, those deadlines. Those, 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 those late arrivals. Yeah, they, they got a, a bit of an issue with the late arrivals happening. I but think, uh, we'll uh, see what happens. Well, they're, they're, they're working on it. Last year, they, 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 tried to, to, they tried to massage it a little bit by doing the season thing. I yeah, because I'm still very, out. very excited about the Fourth Planet trade. Yeah. And I'm um, waiting on the Fourth Planet fourth trade. Planet, Chapter yeah. House, where is that There's thing? a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Fourth Planet trade, uh, Life, Death, and Sorcery, Dana 
Danny Zabal, yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, Danny's awesome, friend um, of the show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Every day I like his pictures. Every day he puts nice. up one of his drawings. Yeah. Well, he's I, great. I love him. He's They're fantastic, great. you know? But yeah, I've been working on my own stuff, uh, writing Penny Steel. Yeah. Uh, once I was uh, hitting all these wires. That's okay, sorry. Uh, just an absolute... It's a wire jungle. Walking calamity. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so once I got inducted into the uh, the Alliance, I, uh, I decided, well, I said, well, geez, I gotta, I gotta have a comic book if I'm gonna be part of a comic book alliance. Right. And I had been sort of noodling around with Penny Steel for a while. I had contacted uh, Sharon Gautier. Who's the uh, the artist? Uh, the actually the color artist for Oric of the Great White North. Right. Drawn by Andrew Thomas. Right. Who's the letterer for a lot of Chapter House books? Absolutely. He's a rising star in uh, Canadian comic talent. Yeah. He was here just, today actually. He was yeah. Around. No, I saw him nice there. We him. just did. I just did Oric as uh, right now. I'm doing 30 podcasts in 30 days. I saw that. Every yeah, day you're, I'm you're doing, doing about 10 minutes on a different Kickstarter. Inktober, but yeah, for November, I, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Napod, Napod Pomo, it's called. <laughs> National <laughs> Podcast Post Month. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But no, I just did Oric the other day for for session. 10 or something like that and I love Canadian comics that aren't tossing maple leaves in your face you know what I mean I love it just happens to be in Canada just happens to be Canadian lore things like Pitiful Human Lizard you can get a couple of Canadian maple leaves in there somewhere well you know what I mean like Pitiful Lizard it it happens in Toronto but it's not about he's not a polar bear he's not a beaver he's not one of those stereotypical he's not a lumberjack Canadian his outfit isn't all red white and covered in maple leaves (laughs) you know what I mean that's which has its place but I like I like kind of when we can start progressing that's why I love Oric that's one great thing about Oric is it's 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 like Canadian mythology folklore without having to you know bang you on the head that it's a Canadian comic book. Yes. You know what I mean? I think uh, I think Big Nick falls in that category a lot too. Right on. Uh, a little bit more maybe easily identifiable as a Canadian character because that Canadian nickel sure. <laughs> is kind of iconic, but it's not like it's the Canadian flag. I mean, it is still. Right. I was a coin nerd when I was a kid. My dad had a coin oh, collection. Yeah? I used to go through the pages and he had them all in the little the little sure. coin holder things and the, the little sleeves <laughs> and I was always fascinated with those variant coins the ones that had the, like like the Alex Colville stuff from uh, ni- from the Centennial the 1967 coins okay the 1953 nickel which is the big nickel in Sudbury the victory nickel from the end of World War II these ones okay. they always fascinated me because they were different okay. and, and they stood out and they, and they I don't know they, they, they impressed upon me so I became a bit of a coin nerd a little bit of a stamp nerd, comics, trading cards. Comics eventually became the driving force of my nerddom. Right. <laughs> but the coin thing never stopped, and that's why when Big Nick, when I when I discovered Big Nick, when Mark DeChatelet and, and Kevin Montpellier uh, started, when they first published the first uh, issue, I think it was GraphicCon Sudbury last year, so 2016, so early summer 2016. I got it as soon as it was released, and then I got Aurora Man, I got Oric of the Great White North, and I discovered all those. But Big Nick, I was really... There was a couple of things that drew me to him. I'm a big Captain America fan, so the fact that he's got this giant nickel as a shield, yeah, I kind of dug. <laughs> That's pretty groovy. And the whole size-changing thing, I mean, it really was like the best... It was like he, he has sort of a Captain America look, distinctly Canadian... He had the powers of something like Giant Man or, or that's rad, man. Or I have to Apache check that Chief out. or something like that, where yeah, you can yeah. grow big, and and that's that's again getting into yeah. mythology. These, well, that's what I love. These that powers, like. Uh, 
uh, oh, geez, uh, uh, Paul Bunyan, that sort of thing. You know, I mean, like these 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 larger than life characters have right, always existed. Right. This yeah. is just this is the Folklore. next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's cool. I what helps me with your with especially the Facebook page for you guys and stuff is getting outside of Ontario. Because, I mean, I know Ontario in depth, right? I'm at all the shows around here talking to all the artists, get to know them all in their books. But it's not often that we guys get guys coming to Fan Expo who are from Saskatchewan or from Calgary or exactly, from wherever, yeah. right? I so don't it's, think uh, Jeff's been out here yet. I know he's uh, he's applied for fan, uh, for TCAF next year. Oh, right on. As have I. So hopefully the, the, the Alliance will be there representing in full. That would be cool. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're lucky that we've got Oric in the Toronto area because... Andrew lives in Mississauga, but yeah. Davis is up there in Timmins. Right. And like out in the wilds of north, <laughs> northern Ontario. So it, it's, we're lucky that we have Andrew representing it down here. Not so much with Big Nick. They're up in, uh, they're actually in Ottawa, but they, they do the, the annual show in, in Sudbury. So my whole plan was I, I contacted Jeff and I said, hey, I want to do a table at cons that features like all the CCBA stuff or as much of it as I can possibly get That's a great on idea. a table. Yeah. And I've been doing that since uh, since Cambridge a couple of months ago. Alfonso okay. show. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. Good on you. So, I'm glad you're doing this. I hope it grows and that, that's, people really attach, you know? Get the word out there. Get these Absolutely, people. Absolutely, yeah. Let people know that there's great stuff all across all across the country. Well, you know, being in Toronto, we have this habit of acting like we're the center of the universe and, you know, everything the good most only happens city. Yeah, here. Exactly. Right, yeah, right. Toronto so, the good. And, and, you know, uh, it's better than Vancouver Fan Expo happening this weekend. We're Torontonians. We love ourselves. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no other Canadians do. But, but no, uh, it's, it's great to learn what's <laughs> out there because I'm sure there's some sick, sick talent, you know, and there is, just, yes. do, it just doesn't reach us um, sort of thing. Even with the... With the wide breadth of the internet you still need a place to focus you to a spot to find it and that's what you guys are providing and there's so it's a beautiful thing great talent i know just in the last little while uh, since i was inducted into the alliance which was kind of a bold move because didn't really have any comic experience before that but sure just the sheer enthusiasm but you're eager they, they just could, they couldn't yeah. deny it so hey fans often make the best uh, people for that kind of thing like right? I say Roy is my template yeah, there. Like I don't he make was comics, the guy who loves comics I'm a huge fan of them Obviously, and yeah. uh, you know that's what the show pretty much revolves around. Have you ever thought of doing comics? Have what? Have you ever thought of doing comics? There's uh, there's something in the works. Yes. There's see? something in the works. So I don't want to put up there too, too to much dabble. yet till everything's uh, solidified. There but go, uh, yeah. for a while there has been something in the works well, because I got to a point where I was like, fuck, I'm spending six years talking about comics. It's about time I got off my ass and made one. That so was, I felt the same way. Exactly. Thirty years of collecting, loving comics, researching yeah. all the way back to the golden age and beyond. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. At least U.S. comics. It's only recently, since about a year or two ago, that I discovered and was able to obtain uh, digital copies of all the, the Canadian comics from the 40s. All right. those Canadian whites, the, the weakest. Uh, yeah, fantastic that stuff. Amazing. Yeah. The yeah, archives. Yeah. They've digitized them all. And they've got them up on the internet. And really. I discovered the, the the link and the finding guide and. And this is all for about available? two weeks. I just went. I went on just absolutely nuts wow. on it. And uh, yeah, um, I had no idea. I can send you the link. Yeah, that'd be great. It's good. Basically, it's just a PDF, and then there's links in it, and you can connect to each Dude, of the. Dude, I discovered uh, somebody a, sent me. It was Sam. Sam Noir sent me a Kickstarter that I might want to do for my 30 days of Kickstarting. 
and it's called Captain Cannabis. Okay, yeah. Are you familiar with Captain um, Cannabis? I'm not familiar old with it. School, I mean, I've heard of him. Yeah, it's an old school, like, late 60s, early 70s, underground Canadian comic called Captain Cannabis, and he's he's Captain Cannabis. Just like you, whatever you're picturing in your yeah. head <laughs> is probably right. Basically, Captain Canuck, but chronic, green I guess. and a cape. You know, and he's a flat-out superhero, but they're bringing him back. Really? 40 well, years later, they're doing a 40th anniversary Kickstarter to bring him back, just like they kind of did for I Canuck. I can't imagine a better time for it. I know, with exactly. With the Trudeau administration legalizing and, coming. and it's yeah. basically, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. So now I'm going to check out this comic, and I hope it's fun, because I never heard, I couldn't believe I hadn't heard of this comic before, it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, there's it just also tells me there's so much more out there undiscovered that I have yet to learn about, it's, right? You keep peeling back layers and you think you know everything about comics and then you you find the next level of or the next generation of, yeah. of talent. It's archaeology, man, up. in a way. Having to dig and search, it's, you know? It's, it's history. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's living archaeology. It's like we're watching well, very, actually it's a good way of putting it because yeah. comic collectors, especially us old timers, when we used to go digging through the back issue bins <laughs> yeah, and stuff, yeah, that yeah. was archaeology. Absolutely. You probably kicked up more dust than Indiana Jones doing it, too. Right. So. Yeah, totally. You have to wash your hands that, that film oh, off man. your hands after, oh. right? Oh, Daryl, that is fantastic. Uh, Canadian Comic Book Alliance can be found on Facebook. On Facebook, on Twitter, and, of course, there's the website, theccba.ca. Beautiful. Kids, get on there, check it out, learn your history, and discover some amazing comic books that have been made all throughout Canada, all over Canada throughout the years. Daryl, thank you so much for sitting and chatting with me. We will uh, continue this in the future as more books come and more things get discovered. I'm looking forward uh, to it. We'll, yeah. keep it uh, we'll keep on keeping on, man. <laughs> keep thank on you so much, sir. <laughs>